0: Hello and welcome to the Board Shorts podcast brought to you by Get On Board Australia, the destination for new and aspiring board members and company directors. This podcast is called Board Shorts because boards and governance can sometimes be a dry topic. So I'm bringing you valuable, easy to digest information on board and company director related topics, concepts and ideas in 30 minutes or less. Whether you're looking to join a board or thrive in the boardroom, this podcast is designed just for you. My name is Lisa Cook, and I'm your host. As Founder and Managing Director of Get On Board Australia, I hope to make this podcast and the information I share valuable and useful to new and aspiring company directors and board members like you. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. Today, I am flying solo and recording another segment of Diary of a Board Member. And these are episodes where I fly solo and share experiences from my own personal board career and really from my observations of what I see going on around the governance space in organizations and on boards Around Australia. So, today I'm covering something that I call the board recruitment ecosystem and how board recruitment is about more than just the board. So, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get into it. 10 plus years in the boardroom has given me a valuable perspective on board succession planning and board recruitment. Over this time, I've observed that boards in all industries and all types of organisations struggle with board succession planning. As they say, they just can't find good people. Now, I refuse to believe this. It turns out that the quality of your board candidates is directly related to the quality of your board recruitment activities. I know that sounds like it's very common sense. However, many boards don't have any sort of board recruitment program, but enough on that for the moment. Today's episode will be a little bit about this topic I'm sharing what I've learned over my board career so far and share a model for succession planning that I've been developing over the past few years that is designed to help you and your board to understand and improve your board succession planning and board recruitment practices. With board succession planning and board recruitment, the question that always gets everyone straight out of the gate is where do we start? Well, my answer to that question is first you have to understand is that there is no silver bullet. Not one single thing got you into the situation that you're in now. And that situation could be the wrong people around the board table, people refusing to get off the board once they're way past their use-by date, not enough people putting their hand up at the AGM to join the board, a board that doesn't share the load equally, or just a generally dysfunctional group of people. So when there's not one single thing that got you into this present situation, not one single thing is going to get you into a better state. Okay, I still don't feel like I've answered the question of where do you start? Well, it's always best to confront the issue it's time to have a fierce conversation with your board. The whole board. Much of what I share today will be far more successful if the majority of the board are aligned behind a new way of doing things. Otherwise, you're pushing the proverbial uphill. When the conversation has been had, and a different way or a new way of doing board recruitment and succession planning has been developed or considered, it's now time to think about all of the different elements that can impact and influence your board recruitment and succession planning activities. This holistic view is something that I've been formulating over the past few years, really from my own experience, but also from the experience of my clients who I've been asked to support when it comes to curly board composition and succession issues, and I've seen a lot. Collectively, I see all of these elements as the board recruitment ecosystem. Sexy, right? I know if you've got a better name for that, please let me know. Now, this board recruitment ecosystem is made up of three sub-ecosystems. And they're the board, the organisation, and the community. Much of what we focus on when we think about board succession planning and recruitment focuses only on the board element. Things like having a skills matrix, needing or wanting greater board diversity, and or having a nominations committee. But that's really only the beginning what we need to realise is that the organisation and at a higher level than we first think the organization's community actually influence and impact on our board recruitment and succession planning activities. So let's do a little bit of a breakdown of each of these sub-ecosystems so that you can expand your awareness into some of the areas that may be holding your board back from having a robust board succession and recruitment programme and a highly effective and efficient board. We're all a little time-constrained here on the podcast, so if you're interested in finding out more about this board recruitment and succession planning ecosystem, please reach out. Now let's look first at the board. This sub-ecosystem incorporates the constitution, bylaws, policies and procedures, the specified recruitment process, if there is one, the culture and values, meeting operations, committees, skills and attributes, audit and matrix, turnover or retirement, screening and interview processes, and induction and onboarding. So let me expand a little bit on each. The Constitution. So if you think about elected or appointed board members, the actual nominations process, the election process, term lengths, delegations and committees, all of these go in to influence your board recruitment activities. And I won't get fixated on this point here today because I have a whole episode about this where I go more in depth on these critical factors and that's episode 15. So I encourage you to check back on that if you're interested. Next is bylaws. Now, these govern certain significant aspects of an organisation. In something like a sport club, a membership bylaw impacts recruitment as members are likely to be the people voting in board candidates. It may also impact who is actually able to nominate as a candidate in the first place. So it's worth knowing how those impact. Policies and Procedures. These define the agreed-upon rules and methodology relating to a particular activity. Policies and procedures may stipulate things like the recruitment, selection, appointment and induction of board and or committee members. So if you already have existing policies and procedures in this area, you need to see what they say. And whether they need updating. The recruitment process. Now, a documented recruitment process provides guidance on the process of recruiting, electing and appointing board members. Now, a clearly defined and documented process enables replication and a point of reference to update or modify as the needs of the board or organisation evolve. Culture and Values. The culture and values of the board impact and influence how board recruitment is facilitated and executed. It impacts who is attracted to the board and ultimately who is selected for appointment and put forward to be elected to the board. Further to this, the board's desire to evolve its recruitment processes to reflect modern practices is of significant importance. Without the desire, a change in practices and subsequent outcomes cannot occur. This cannot be forgotten. Meeting operations. So how and when the board meetings are conducted impacts on the potential pool of candidates available to the organisation. Things like having meetings on certain days or at certain times may preclude certain valuable candidates that you're looking to bring onto the board so consider having flexibility around meeting days times and method of attendance because that may broaden your candidate pool committees now committees can serve as a testing ground for potential future board members They can provide reprieve to the board through taking on significant elements of the governance process and in this case, nominations committee facilitating the board recruitment and nominations processes. Skills and attributes audit and matrix. The composition of the existing board members influences and impacts the board candidates that are being sought in the next board recruitment or nomination round, or at least I hope they are. A balanced mix of skill sets provides a valuable resource for the organisation and facilitates diversity of opinion and perspectives on organisational and board matters. Incorporating diversity measurements into your skills and attributes matrix can serve as a focus for future board recruitment activities. So I want to jump back and say, I'm talking here about a skills and attributes matrix, not just a skills matrix. Think about some of the other elements that you can put into your skills matrix that are important for your board and your organization. So it may not be just about whether someone's got legal or finance or marketing or fundraising or certain skills like that, but think about beyond that. You may want to think about incorporating some diversity metrics, and you may also think about incorporating some of your values onto that. So what are you looking for from the person? Are they forthcoming? Are they not afraid to ask critical questions? Things like that can also talk more about the person rather than just their skill set. Next, turnover or retirement. The natural attrition on a board influences the next board recruitment and nomination round. I think that's pretty obvious. It provides a juncture. For the board to determine whether a like-for-like replacement is required or whether you should see it as an opportunity to bring in a new skill set or expertise. Planning for future succession of board members, either through retirement or removal, enables a smooth transition and continual board refreshment. Screening and interview process. A robust process that appropriately examines, reviews, interviews and recommends board candidates for appointment or nomination ensures that the candidates meet the stipulated and agreed upon attributes. Additionally, adequate screening ensures that your candidates are aligned with the organization's values and mission and that they're actually allowed to hold the position of director. So they're over the age of 18 and they're not declared bankrupt. And lastly, for this sub-ecosystem, induction and onboarding. For new board members to be able to do their job effectively and provide value to the organisation faster, a thorough induction and onboarding process will assist greatly and ensure that that new board member has the same base level information and understanding as all of the other board members. Onboarding also assists new board members to feel and be integrated into the board team and that's a nice feeling to have. Okay now let's look at the organization sub-ecosystem. This sub-ecosystem contains the strategic plan, mission and purpose, culture and values, CEO and C-suite or management team, operating environment and significant stakeholders. First up, a strategic plan. Now, the organization's strategic plan provides direction to the board on the expertise, skill set, network, and other attributes required on the board for that strategy to be executed effectively and efficiently and for the organization to achieve its strategic goals. The identified skills or expertise can be used as the critical attributes to be measured through the board skills and attributes audit. And these can be updated as often as required based on the current goals of the strategic plan. And I advise, even if you don't have any board turnover, to update your skills audit and matrix annually as that changes. And of course, as your board members develop their expertise, and get more proficient in certain areas. Mission and purpose. The mission and purpose of your organization actually attracts candidates to the board and a strong and motivating mission and purpose is attractive to quality board candidates. Additionally, alignment to this mission and purpose is critical for new and existing board candidates. As mentioned earlier, Part of the recruitment and screening process, consideration should be given to the connection and engagement that the candidate has to your organisation's mission and purpose. Culture and values. A strong organisational culture combined with aligned values helps an organisation to perform well and, surprise, surprise, attract good board candidates. The organization's reputation can help or hinder it. Consideration should be given to how the organization's culture is perceived externally and how it's lived and reinforced internally. The culture should never be left to chance. CEO and senior management. The expertise that you can have around the board table can actually supplement and enhance the existing skill set and capabilities of the CEO and other senior staff within the organisation. Analysis of the existing staff skill set, expertise and other attributes can help the board to understand the gaps that they can fill through new board, or committee members. That information can also be incorporated into the board skills and attributes audit. The operating environment. What the organisation is facing externally now and into the foreseeable future can help inform the skills and attributes that are needed around the board table to help the organisation to seize opportunities and minimise its risk exposure. A pestle, SWAT, or other type of external analysis can help identify the critical operating environment elements that are impacting your organisation and consequently the skill set needed around the board table to help effectively manage those. And finally, significant stakeholders. These include stakeholders that have substantial influence of and or within the organisation. If you want to think, these groups can include people like funding bodies, national affiliated organisations, and substantial investors or donors. These stakeholders may advocate for or place requirements on certain aspects of the organisation that you must comply with in order to continue to receive funding, affiliation, or investment or donations now lastly let's turn our attention to the community sub ecosystem now this sub ecosystem consists of education engagement sentiment and control culture again bylaws policies and procedures model documents and composition so education what do we mean by this Well, the level of education within your particular community, more specifically the voting members, is important to consider. When you're thinking of introducing significant changes, think about something like a change to your constitution or the implementation of a new bylaw, a process of informing the community of the rationale and expected outcomes and why it's important for the organisation Underpinning the proposed changes is beneficial to share. Bringing the community along for the journey can help you to avoid major interference when the necessary changes are needed to be made. Engagement, Sentiment and Control A highly engaged community can be positive or negative. The board and CEO have the task of consistently engaging with the community in a way that keeps them informed and engaged in the organization's mission, purpose and activities. Negative engagement in your community can stifle decision-making, cause political issues across the community and lead to the weaponization of certain things. Things like voting mechanisms, for example, elected board members, So keeping your finger on the pulse of how the community is feeling towards the organisation and the board can help you to keep operations running smoothly with the management and board in a positive position to continue to pursue the strategic ambitions of the organisation. Knowing how the community is feeling helps inform the necessary engagement and education activities required across the community. For your different stakeholders. The level of control that your members feel that they have or don't have can influence their behaviour positively or negatively. Allowing the members to have or maintain a certain amount of control of their community can keep them aligned to the outcomes and changes that are required to achieve the strategic goals of the business. If members feel like they're missing out or losing control, they may use whatever tools they have to quote-unquote send a message to the board. And that's not a great place to be. Culture. The culture of the community is important when it comes to getting things done and achieving the strategic objectives of the organisation. Having the whole community all working towards a particular outcome with a culture that is aligned with the board and organisation enables expedited achievement of organisation goals. Consistent engagement with the community helps to reinforce the culture through sharing positive stories about community members' conduct that aligns with that stated value and culture. Bylaws, policies and procedures. Now, these are the rules that govern members within your community, if they're called members or the people within your community. As such, these documents influence impact and direct behaviours. Ensuring that these documents are aligned with the ambitions of the organisation goes a long way to ensuring achievement of the organisation's strategic goals. Furthermore, the rules must enable the people they govern to do their work effectively and that they fairly represent the members' needs. Policies and procedures that relate to the community can also influence, impact and direct behaviours. Ensuring alignment with other organisational and community policies ensures everything is consistent and everything's working towards achieving the purposes of the policies and procedures and ultimately the organisation. Model documents. Now this is probably more relevant for federated styles of organizations such as sporting clubs and some not-for-profits and things like that. These types of documents provide the relevant members with ready-to-go documents that they can pick up and embed into their organization that can help to progress the goals and ambitions of the organization and board. These documents are drafted by the main organisation, align with the overarching policies and procedures and are ready for members to include their specific details and adopt for use within their organisation and or community. In the context of board recruitment and succession planning, having model documents aligned with the board recruiting processes, incorporating things like diversity outcomes, can expedite A diverse governance community. Composition. The makeup of the community served by the board and organisation is a fantastic starting point from which to base the diversity metrics used in tools such as your board skills and attributes audit and matrix. So, a lot of people hold the thought that boards should somewhat reflect the customer base that they serve. So that's always a fantastic place to begin looking for cues on what should be included in your board skills and attributes audit. That's it in a nutshell, my board recruitment ecosystem. If you're looking for somewhere to start, I know that was a lot of information. I always think setting out an ideal board recruitment process that also incorporates candidate screening, interviewing, inducting and onboarding is a valuable exercise. Hopefully, you'll be able to do your board recruitment in the way that you want to. However, you may start to realise that you need to make some things like changes to your constitution or changes elsewhere in order for it to eventuate into what you desire what you'll have then is a more clear way forward so that you can continue to progress towards a more robust board recruitment and succession planning program. To get you started, I'll put a link to a very simple one in the show notes to help get you started. Now in closing Very simply, a seat at the board table is a significant opportunity for your organisation. How can you best leverage it for the betterment of the board, organisation and the community you serve? You've reached the end of another episode of the Board Shorts podcast. Connect with us at getonboardaustralia.com.au forward slash podcast, where you can leave your requests for future guests and topics to cover. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive information and resources to help you thrive in the boardroom. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or your preferred podcast listening app to subscribe, rate and leave a review. I'd really appreciate it.